All right, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us today. This is the ninth episode of the, the Garage Door Heroes podcast, and we are stoked, pumped today to have a special guest. I've admired Joe for, um, it's been exactly a year now. I sat down with Joe last year, and he, he doesn't even remember, I'm sure, because we didn't know each <laughs> other. I didn't know him. I sat down right next to Joe last year at the, at the vertical track lunch table, and I just plopped down, and, and it was really cool to hear Joe talk um, and talk with the other guys at the table. Uh, and he was inspiring. Um, and I'm really glad that he accepted my request for him to jump on here. I've watched his quick, uh, his podcasts in the past. And I think that he has a ton to offer us in the, in the garage door industry. So I hope everybody's going to take notes and then take action today. Joe is the, uh, he's the owner of service MVP and, and he is impacted on a global scale. The, uh, the home services industry specifically plumbing and HVAC and garage doors and electrical. And I, and I think he has a lot to offer. So um, without further ado, I'm going to let Joe jump in and, and finish the, the intro and, and tell us your journey, Joe. Well, first of all, Rob, thanks for inviting me here. And definitely, I do remember that time we were at vertical track sitting at a lunch table together and definitely it was a highlight one of the highlights of my day. So thanks so uh, much for making cool. that happen. Thanks for inviting me here. I really appreciate that too. Um, and I do have to make a small correction. Uh, <clears throat> my 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 partner Julie uh, Crisera, who is also uh, owner of the company too here, and uh, so she's 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 like it's uh, truthfully I wouldn't be anywhere without the amazing team that we have here at Service MVP. I have to give them all the credit for uh, doing everything that they can do to help me uh, move the legacy of service forward. <clears throat> and they share in their heart the uh, I call it the heart of pure motive service, and I'm definitely proud and proud and honored to be a part of our team. And definitely to have my team uh, push this initiative forward. Without my team, I would be nothing. I'm, I stand behind my team when it comes to the credit they get for everything they do for us. I love it. That's great. Mm -hmm. Thanks for that. I'll, I'll, I'll make a note. Yeah, not I'll a problem. Copy that too. <laughs> That's okay. You can you can borrow that one. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cool. Yeah. So you wanted to know uh, how we got started. What, what do you want to know? What was the, what was the first question? Yeah. How, how did how did how did you, where, where did you come from? What brings you to where we're at today? Well, um, it's a long story. I, I go back, uh, you know, into the seventies, you know, back in, uh, probably about 19, I started in the business about 1977, the contracting business, uh, doing service. <clears throat> we did uh, service for, my dad was a plumber. Uh, he really never was in business. He was just like a worker in the plumbing business. He he was laid off quite a bit. So financially, we always kind of struggled when I was a kid. Um, but as I got into the business, as I got into the business, I brought that same kind of struggle financially to my customers. I used to kind of <clears throat> prejudge how much I thought they were going to spend. I tried to always find a way to save them money. And I didn't realize I was, uh, in a way, doing bad customer service because I was always offering the very minimum of what I could do to try and make the low price lower. I was always, wor I was always worried about the price when I was trying to do good quality. And that's, I guess, one of the lessons I learned is that you can't focus on the price. Like I say, money's not my master. I have to focus on doing better quality regardless of the price. And you can't let your wallet <clears throat> determine how much a customer might spend. I just got to give them the freedom to choose. If you're American and you believe in the freedom of this country, which I think Almost everybody still does, no matter what <laughs> political party you belong to. We all still believe in freedom. 
uh, the freedom to talk, the freedom to communicate, the freedom to hear, and also the freedom to choose. And I think that's one of the things that I learned in the course. I struggling financially in the mid 80s. I started my own business. <clears throat> one of my clients, as I was about basically about almost a half a million in debt, 471,000 in debt, going through a divorce and things like that. One of my clients pitied me and said, Joe, why are you always trying to save people money? Why don't you just show them the better solutions? And I said, Dave, nobody's going to buy those stuff. And he goes, he showed me how to do it. The very first call, I sold like 10 times more than I ever would have sold before. And then I just said, let's just keep trying it. And next thing you know, the premium mid-range economy options saved my life. And I was, uh, I was, I was started in 1991, about $471,000 in uh, debt. By wow. December of 1994, I was debt-free. Uh, because uh, people, I couldn't get a banker to invest to get me out of debt, but I could get my clients to purchase future services and uh, larger bundles of my services, uh, and they got me out of debt. So my my customers invested in my future by buying better solutions for themselves. And then, you know, the uh, funny thing is that I got consulting because my suppliers were like, how'd you get out of debt? You were so far in debt, we, I, we already wrote this off. Like, that's the problem we got. You're paying us the. You're paying your bill. I, I I told everyone of my vendors I want to pay their bill, and it's like Joe, we already wrote that off like two years ago. What are you trying to pay your bill? I said, I said well, we happy you're paying it, but now we're having a hard time trying to figure out how to. How, how'd you do this? I said I just show one of my clients showed me how to do premium mid range economy options. I I went to some other training like Dale Carnegie is how you connect with people, Stephen Covey about how to take responsibility, Jack Canfield uh, with the success principles and how to uh, connect all the dots from all those best practices and things like that. And Michael Gerber with the E-Myth. I, I just was like a junkie for personal improvement back in the eight, back in the 90s. Cool. And then uh, by 2001, I felt like I was, I wrote some books and stuff like that on how to uh, dispatch, do customer service and all that. And I wasn't even gonna try and do sales training. I was just trying to <clears throat> teach people how to operate a business. And I had the business operation, like Al Levy does, right? And uh, very similar. And then I realized people said, we don't have the money to buy the books. So I had to teach them how to sell it. Similar to Al, but I went further with the sales part of it. And I just stopped selling books and just start teaching people how to sell. And uh, I really didn't teach people how to sell. I teach people how to get their clients to sell themselves. And so uh, 2001, I uh, got on the scene and just start going out there and doing stuff. And by 2005, we had a, a website called contractorselling.com. We've sunsetted that. We changed the name to Service MEP and about uh, five years ago, and it's been a very huge success from that standpoint. I've just been very fortunate to gather a lot of great clients. We have over, we've counted now over 36,000 people who have taken our training, and wow. we've, I think we've made a major, a major impact on it. Still, we, we really feel our goal in five years is to have a million people on our website, Service MVP, because it's ridiculously you know, a very small amount of money to invest in yourself and uh, everybody can make a difference even with the, even with the free videos. So uh, we feel like we want to have a million users and make that kind of an impact on the industry and all, all verticals. Garage door was one of my favorites because uh, Tommy Mel is one of my best friends and so are you. So uh, <laughs> it's one of my favorite, my favorite verticals, I call it because uh, truthfully, I understand it. You know, truthfully, I had to I'll just tell you this personal story. My mom, uh, we didn't have a garage door opener at the time when we were younger, couldn't afford one. And so she wound up closing the garage door and uh, we had a young we had a little puppy named Fluffy. And so I'm not, I'm not kidding you this, but she wound up killing our dog, our little puppy with the garage door. And like, man, if we only, oh, only no. had an opener, my mom, it, it, it scarred her, it scarred her, her mentally for years that, cause she, 
it was like weird. Our, our family was coming in from the city of Chicago. We lived in the suburbs. So she shut mm-hmm. in the garage door uh, and the family, she's waving goodbye to the family and she shut the door and she, uh, unfortunately, she ended the life of our puppy Fluffy, a little white uh, dog. And, uh, and she was like oh, a basket case for years of it. She, she really needed therapy, but she never got it. But truthfully, I was like, man, I, I never want to see that happen to a pet or animal or something like that. So I think, you know, there's some special meaning for a garage door. And I, I looked at it like a garage door opener was like a, a I don't know. I mean, we didn't have one. <clears throat> I think it was a luxury to have an opening opening system. Oh yeah. Now it's of course a given, you know. But uh, <clears throat> so I've seen the metamorphosis over the years of doors and overhead doors and things like that. And one of the things I didn't realize how many great people are in this industry and uh, Rob right. and how proud I am to be associated with it now. And I I've, I I dove into it a hundred percent. So I feel I'm uniquely qualified. As, uh, as sort of a mechanical engineer on how to how the stuff works and the, the torsion cool. systems and all that kind of stuff. So I really have, I'm a junkie when it comes to the technical part of it. So because I really feel like you can't really sell something you don't believe in. And so if I know what is going wrong with a garage door now, which I learned with some of the main things that happened over the, my experience with Tommy and other people, uh, I have a passion to help garage door people be successful with this. So I think I can be uniquely qualified to help them. Great. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing that story. Um, and it's not funny. It's just I can remember <laughs> I, I've awful, lifted right? a lot. I've lifted a lot of manual garage doors in my mm-hmm. in my youth before before my parents uh, splurged, if you will, for an opener. Um, so I get that. I get that. And that's that's, that's crazy. Well, um, so that's awesome. And that's an awesome story. And 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 of course. Um, you are uniquely qualified, and I think everyone should be be paying attention to what we're going to talk about over the next thirty or so minutes. So, you know, one of my favorite points that you have made is is kind of was a, was was a, a podcast blip that you did with Julie um, and Mandeep and I were on that together, listening intently, where you talked about weathering the storm or you know what what's going to be coming and and making sure that we are prepared in our in our team. And I kind of want to just just lead off with that. I know you have a million things to talk about. But yeah, I just want to just kind of give you the reins and, and and if we can talk about I know I've noticed even today people are making comments in the garage door industry about things might be slowing down a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought earlier today that somebody's sales on on uh new installs or replacements are, are slowing down. So, mm-hmm. so I think it's on people's mind. Well, I think, I think the biggest thing we had to remember, Rob, is that, uh, the, you know, the, the universe gives us a gift every single time, no matter what it is, whether we're slow, we don't have a lot of calls on the board or, you know, things are slowing down or that there's, um, <clears throat> there's, uh, challenges that are given to us, <clears throat> but the challenges that are given to us are something I truly may feel that make us stronger. And so if we if we if we just skated by and everything was easy, uh, we wouldn't have to work as hard to get better at something, right? So the gap is, and it always has been, the fact that there's a financial reality in the garage door business that the prices are going up, the cost of business is hard, the training of people is hard, all these things that Tommy is bringing to the industry and you are bringing to the industry by, you know, bringing more professional things to garage door people. Let's just face it, they cost more money. Uh, now now with that. 
there's a gap. The gap is how much do things cost to do business in the most professional way and how much is our ability to communicate, which is probably down here somewhere, right? The right. idea is that you have to learn how to communicate beyond what it costs on the price. And that's the gap. we got to bridge that gap and bring these two things together and exceed this so the, the ability to communicate at higher value. And so the good news is that when it is slower or the economy does bring us challenges, uh, it brings us an opportunity to have more time because if we're slower, because it's not, not, as, not as many calls as we would get, well, then we have an ability to train ourselves to get better. So that means that we should have additional time to uh, put into the training that's needed so that when it when it does get challenging, we know how to overcome those challenges. And then on top of that, uh, it enables us to then once it does, the economy does have a cycle and comes back up, then it's like, man, this is like, you know, you know shooting fish in a barrel now because uh, I learned how to do it. If, I, if it was so hard to do it when it was slow, now that it's busy, it's like, it's easy to do. But the, you know, the challenge there now is when you don't have time, now you don't have time to make the prices, you don't get time to connect with clients. So my first thing I'd say on recession proofing or, you know, weatherproofing your business is to... Uh, always take the time to connect with clients because that's number one. The additional time we have is to do training. And I think that training should start with uh, training your team <clears throat> how to communicate uh, with clients better and to connect with people. So I would recommend everybody get like the book, um, you know, by Dale Carnegie, how to win friends and influence people. And even uh, look at some of the Dale Carnegie training courses that are out there that are really good on teaching people the, the art of uh, connecting with other people. I think uh, it's a lost art. I think a lot of young people today, they're just texting. They're just, uh, they, they're saying one word things. I think people communicate with one or two words and they think, you know, even they don't even say the word anymore. They just give you an acronym like, you know, W D. YM, like, what do you mean? Instead of saying, what do you mean? They just, you know, IDGAF, I, I love you. I'll leave that to your imagination. But the bottom line is that they don't, people don't even, it's like, instead of saying, I know, it's like, IK, you know, it's like, I, I get it. You know, some people don't even communicate with full words anymore. <clears throat> so, so how do you, so number one, I would say, uh, you know, the ability to connect with your client <clears throat> and learn about your client is the basis and fundamental thing that makes every opportunity possible. Opportunities are not possible when we're just, it, it all comes down to price without that connection. Make sense? So the human connection <clears throat> and the emotional investment we make in our client is something that people recognize and they can't see or feel it or touch it. But those are the most powerful things in the universe, Rob. The things like electricity, you can't see it. You know, you, you you can't you can't see it, but it is powerful. Gravity, you can't see it, but it is powerful. You know, so the, the things in the universe that are the most powerful are things that we can't see, the intangible things like that. And that connection we have with our clients is probably the most powerful thing that makes uh, all the sales that we get at Service MVP and all the things that you as garage door professionals get uh, easier to do. You know that when you connect with somebody and they like you more, <clears throat> when they look at the prices, they give you kind of a pass on the price. Uh, even though they see it's higher and like, wow, I didn't know it cost that much to fix that torsion spring or whatever. <clears throat> but you know what? I believe in this guy. I think he knows what he's talking about. And you know what? He's just a good guy. And that's the kind of people I want to do business with. And they start saying it's worth more money to have a person I can trust in my home rather than somebody I don't like or whatever. It makes sense. Like there's some people, no matter how low the price would be, you wouldn't want to use them because they just they just don't like them, right? <laughs> but yeah. but if the price is high, if the price is higher, and the per, and, but your relationship goes. So number one thing I'd say you got to do is teach your people 
how to connect and get on a first name basis so that like when you started this business as an owner of the company, there was a reason why everybody knew your name because you started the company. Well, you got to bring that to your team. So everybody in your team takes ownership in your company. We take a little equity in that uh, creating relationships with customers. And, you know, Rob, probably you're on this podcast because you uh, have learned how to create connections with other people. Without that, it wouldn't be a podcast. Does that make sense? That's right. That's right. But I, I firmly believe you know, I, uh, I do everything I can on a daily basis to to do what you just said, you know, creating a connection without that, um, you know, you're no different than the next guy. If you're not that, then you're like Ted Kaczynski. You're sitting in a cabin in the woods. You're not, <laughs> there's no connection. <laughs> you're just like, you know, you're like one step, one step away from being a psycho killer because you're, uh, you don't care about people, right? If you don't, so listen, I'll just put it this way. Garage doors are worthless without people who use them. And so if you're focused on the garage door more than you are focused on the people in the home, uh, you're doing a disservice to your customer. It's got to be 50-50. I'm not saying you got to be all Dr. Phil out there and just be connecting with people, but there's got to be an element of the connecting 50-50%, an element of your technical expertise and knowledge about garage doors and uh, how they work and things like that so the client can understand it. But they got to have that sense of trust and respect and support before they can believe that whatever you're trying to charge them is the right price or that that you feel competent enough uh, to be the person to buy from. Make sense? So I think in a way you emerge with that connection as the person to do business with. I think that's like the first element I would teach. If I said I had to start with a whole new sales system, like like our total immersion system, it always starts with magic moments, which is a way we connect with clients. And I would I would say I learned a lot of that from the Dale Carnegie training and things like that. You can learn from service MVP because we teach it too. But I will also I'm just it's universally available to people. We just don't realize how important it is that everything we get in life is because of the relationships we have. You know, it makes sense. Totally, totally. That's awesome. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, so- Number two, you ready for that one? Yeah, we're ready. We're ready. <clears throat> Number two is that if you really do make a friend with people and you do make a friendship, you can't hold back. Uh, you you got to be honest with friends. I said a good friend is not uh, somebody who's always just, I mean, you know, there's some friends who come over our house and all they say is nice things. Well, it kind of gets sickening after a while that the person never has anything real to say. It's like, man, right. it's always superficial. He's always really nice. I mean, like, man, it must be nice. To, almost irritating that the guy never has anything bad to say, right? And that, that's, it's like, oh, yeah. see, so, a, so a good friend, I would say this, to be a good, so number one, make a friend with your client. Take the time to invest in learning how to make friends with, with people. Number two, be honest with people, even when it's not popular. So that's the second part I would teach, which is that, you know, listen, uh, they called you because they think the operator on the wall, the, the, it's the button that doesn't work. I think we just need a new button on the wall. And it's like, there's a garage door profession. It's like, well, John, we're going to look at the whole system and go over everything here when we do this call. Uh, so I'm, I'm not just going to replace the button. Because if you ask if I replace the button and that's the only thing that, do, that doesn't work, then we're back to something else. I'm going to have to, I'll start, I will, it will make, it'll make, you won't be good service if I just put something in that's not the right thing. Let me go ahead and look at the entire system and then give you a full report on the garage door and the overhead system. And then I'll uh, I'll look at the rollers, look at the track, look at the panels, look at the hinges, the cables, the, you know, the track and everything. I'm looking at the motor and look at everything. And if I, I'll give you a full report on the status of the system. And then, you know, if the opener is something you want, I'll make sure I include that in the choices too. But you don't just go with the flow and just do what people want. 
you have to sometimes be honest with them and say, Joe, I, I know you want me to just do that. I know you just, I just want a new opener. I think it's just a motor. And it's like, Joe, I'm going to look at the motor, but I'm going to look at everything else too to see if the new opener will work properly with this. So what I would say is this. Honesty means that you got to be willing to create a little friction. And remember, every write this down. This is important. Without friction, there is no traction. Without friction, there's no traction. People cannot commit to something unless you have a problem first. So problems are what make solutions possible. I know this sounds really simple, but people forget sometimes and they go right into the solution. They don't even explain the problem, right? You know, so you got to create friction in many different ways, but in order to get people to buy, to go toward, to move toward a solution, there has to be a problem first. Like instead of saying, I just want an opener, I say there might be friction. I got to look at the whole system before I start putting an opener in for you, Joe. I've got, what's the price on an opener? Well, Joe, it'd be too soon to tell without looking at the garage door system to see what opener would be the right application for your door. So let me do a favor. See, that's friction right there. I'm not just going to give you a, a shoot a price at you right now because it would be not proper to get just shoot a price because I'm probably going to give you wind up giving you a high price or a low price. I don't know. We have to look at the system first, and then we need to give you the right price. Now, once you find what you're going to do, you see the torsion spring is broken. You see, you see that the cables are frayed. You see the rollers are half, two of them are seized or broken. You're like, okay, well, let's be honest. Now, I gotta, am I going to hide this stuff? And he just wants an opener. Am I going to ignore this stuff or am I going to be honest and tell him, Joe, listen, I don't like what I'm seeing. The problems are worse than I thought. You you wanted an opener. Unfortunately, if you're asking me to put an opener in with seized rollers and a torsion spring that's broken and the cables that are frayed, I won't be able to put my name on this thing. We'd have to be able to address the other stuff too. As a matter of fact, I would recommend leave the opener like it is and just fix the torsion spring before we do anything. That, uh, that'd be the number one yeah. thing. It'd be malpractice to put an opener in and destroy that new opener with a bad torsion spring without that getting done. Why don't we get the torsion spring done first? That's a, that's the most important thing. The cables next and get that done. The roller after that. And then if you can, if we can still get the opener at the end, we'll get the opener. So you got to tell people we're going to reverse the flow of what you want. Uh, because the consumer can tell us what they want, but we're the professional. You know what the right thing to do is, and you got to be honest about the right thing, right? And I tell you right now, if you've been doing this for a while, uh, Rob, are you in this business? You've been doing, you actually do garage stores. You ever work working on it? No, no, no. Well, if, you, if you did, if you did, here's what you'd say. You'd say, you know what? I've already done it the way where I just go with the flow. But I'm going to tell you something, Rob. If you just go with the flow and do what the customer says, you're going to wind up. There's only two things that go with the flow. You know what those two things are, Rob? What's that? A dead fish or a turd. That's all you're going to be. You know, so, so, so you don't want to be a dead fish or a turd. You want to make sure that you are, you're, you're here to, you're here because people want your expertise. And that's going to be demonstrated by your ability to get the right sequence of what should be done first, second, third, fourth, and fifth, right? And that's really where the third element comes in, which, which is the premium mid range and economy choices, right? So if you do think that, you know, the torsion spring, the rollers, uh, the cable, and the opener should be replaced. And then you're like, you know what? They got small children. Why don't we get an opener with a camera in it so they can make sure the kids are safe when they yeah. come, home, come home from school? Let's get a keypad outside there. Let's get a, a camera in that opener so people can see. Let's get some LED lights and put them in the garage so they can, when he's at the workshop, we'll back, put some LED lights in the garage for him and expand on that a little bit. And you can, there's a lot of solutions you could do. But it's your job as a professional to say, here's what I think would be the best thing for your garage. 
uh, not just the door, but everything else we're doing. Make sense here? And uh, try to expand the solutions into something you have, you can actually do for people. And again, that's where the, if you give people a choice, well, how am I going to give them that choice? I just, I'm going to tell them they're going to buy all the stuff? No. You can say the top package would include everything. The, the next one down would include the other one. This, that's something less than that. And you just keep going all the way down to, let's just get the torsion spring on the bottom. The, that's the bottom option type of thing. Right. The science of pricing is such that if you offer the premium option with everything in it first, and then you finish with the bottom option, which is the thing they called us for, that they're going to wind up buying the premium options about 89% of the time. And only only 10 or 11 percent going to buy the bottom option make sense so the thing you were selling 100 percent of the time is is what you're offering right now if you offered better things first and then offered the cheapest thing last you'd have an 80 percent. now if you offer the cheapest thing first and offer the better things later you only get a 40 percent upgrade by doing that way wow. if you don't offer any of the premium options or better things you have a zero percent chance <laughs> Of selling anything makes sense. So, so that's really the the heart of what we teach at Service MVP. We're the masters of creating premium, mid-range economy choices. As a matter of fact, what I would offer to I have actually a garage door option sheet template. If anybody wants that from me, <clears throat> just email me or uh, you can you can text us on our text line and say I want the garage door garage door temp garage door option template. And I'll go ahead and give that to you if you want. If you want that uh, from me, I can do that for you. So you can text our podium link uh, if you want that. If you want that, I'm just giving it to you right now, so I don't forget about yeah. doing that later type of thing. Zoom. Let's see about that. Absolutely. Is Get that. But go ahead. Uh, anything else, Rob? What do you think? Well, oh no, I love it. I love it. And 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 uh, maybe if we could just explore some of that. Um, what those options? Just I know that's in the the template, but maybe just. Uh, what would what would maybe break it down just a little bit or unpack it just a little bit? Sure, with, yeah. With well, well, if you want the if you want the template, it's uh, the 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 number is six two six three two five zero eight six zero at six two six three two five zero eight six zero, and I'll give you an option sheet template for two premium, two mid range, two economy choices. Nice. <clears throat> Here's the cool thing about garage doors uh, repair Re now replacement. It's a different story. I can go over options on that too. It's a whole different thing. But for repairs, imagine this. <clears throat> the cool element about garage door is that there's about five different elements to a garage door that really exist. So it's not as tough as other trades. Like, you know, when you got furnace or AC, there's tons of different things, duct work and things that are outside the box. But the garage door is a self-included self-enclosed system that has really five different elements. One is the actual uh, mechanical, the electrical opener itself, the motor and the drive system on the opener. Two is the rollers that glide the thing down the track. Three is the cables and hardware and hinges that uh, make everything work there. Four is the uh, control system. You have a control, so whether it's going to be the uh, from your car, you got a program in the car, whether it's going to be on the wall on a keyboard, or whether it's on a button on the wall, you got a control system. And then you got the weather uh, stripping as well, weatherproofing on the bottom of the door, uh, and then as well as the things like that. So that's really the five elements. So if I were to say to every garage door professional, I would say, well, the top option. Because most people who call a garage door company don't maintain a garage door. They just like, they haven't done anything with it for decades. And all of a sudden it's like, yeah, my garage door doesn't work. I don't know what's going on. This is the second opener we burned out now. <laughs> or oh, wow. or something like that. You know, they, I put, I put, I did it myself. I put a new opener in and this one's burning out now. So I just figured I'd call a professional. <laughs> because, you know, <laughs> yeah. this one, well, I get that, John. 
<clears throat> and then, you know, the torsion spring is the other one element of it. The fifth element is the torsion spring, right? So you got mm -hmm. the torsion, the weather stripping, the opener itself, the rollers, <clears throat> and then the hardware and hinges and things like that, the cables and stuff like that, right? <clears throat> so the cool part about this on garage doors is that the bottom option is just whatever people got wrong. And normally it would be like a torsion system. I call it torsion counterbalance system, I call it, right. which has got a fracture in the torsion spring, right? So that's really one of the most... Um, the most common things that happen with a garage door issue, uh, if the opener's bad, which it could be a bad opener, most likely the torsion system is failed, and that's why the opener did go bad because of that bad system, right? So basically, I would recommend that the bot always do the bottom option. So I'd say when you're making two premium, two mid, or two economy, start with the economy first at the bottom to build it, but then present it the opposite way. Present it from the premium option back down. Because so you start with, like, say, the torsion spring at the bottom, then a torsion spring with a one-year service membership and a one-year warranty uh, that would cost a little bit more. And I'm going to probably charge a couple hundred bucks for that service membership, but that'll give you a one-year warranty with that. Uh, do the torsion spring <clears throat> with whatever you think is next. If you think the rollers are obsolete or the <clears throat> the cable, and let's say the cable's uh, frayed and it looks like it's going to start going to snap, let's get that cable and hardware package second. Uh so we get that torsion spring first, then the cable and hardware next, and that would have a two-year service agreement and two-year warranty. And then you'd say, let's go from the cable and the torsion spring. What else are we going to look at? Well, the opener is, uh, you know, it's ancient or whatever, or it does not exist. They don't have one maybe even. Hey, let's do. Let's go ahead and do a new opener. That'd be just the basic kind of an opener we have. Now we got three-year warranty, three-year service membership. So you got the torsion spring, the cables and hardware, the new opener, standard opener, right? And then you're saying, well, okay, we've got the torsion spring, the cable hardware and that. Um, let's do the rollers, the nylon rollers and make sure those things glide down that track nice and easy to make it easier on that opener by doing it that. Now it's got a four-year warranty, four-year service membership on that. And then we say, let's just replace everything. You know, torsion spring, rollers, weather, now you do the weather, weather, weather proofing underneath the ground, weather stripping on that, replace that then underneath, underneath the door. Uh, new cables, hardware, hinges, everything gets replaced. A new opener. You, you can even tell people the premium ops got a five-year warranty, five-year service membership, and we will come out and we will we'll program your car into the opener for you. Anytime over the next five years you buy a new car, we'll, we'll go ahead and program that opener into the new car as well. Just come back and do that as part of the service membership. If light bulb burns out on that opener, we will come back and replace the light bulb for free. Those are all things that are part of the membership that you get, right? And uh, that's, the part, that's the part I would say you need to sell the five-year package of membership and all of the five different tasks that would be included with this thing. So the top option would be called the rejuvenation or renovation of the whole existing garage door, all the way down to whatever the problem is right now. The bottom two options would just be whatever the problem is right now. Uh, so the cool part about garage doors is that the top four options are pretty much gonna be the same. By the way, that premium option would have the garage door opener with the camera, the top two options, right. the standard opener to the camera type opener and all that stuff for the safety and security of the family. Uh, so when the kids go home from school, you know that who's in your house. You'll know. They, they tell the kids to come through the garage door and use the code, and this way they can then you can know who's in the house with your kids at that point after school. That's why you have to be able to explain why would I need a camera in my garage door opener, right? Right. Uh, that's that's why for the security and safety of your kids who are getting home from school and make instead of giving them a key that they can lose, just use the code on the garage door, and this way they can use that door and be safe and healthy when they get home. Makes sense. But that's yes. really what, what, it, what it looks like. So basically. You can't be afraid, like I said, money can't be your master. You can't be like, 
oh my god this is going to cost a lot of money nobody's going to go for that <clears throat> well that's only in your mind that somebody wouldn't yeah. go for that uh, there are some people who would go for everything some people go for part of it but here's the thing about it rob nobody can ever buy something from you that they didn't know existed so right. if you didn't didn't show it to them how would they know make sense makes great <clears throat> sense i hope I hope my customers, I have customers, I hope they're watching or, or I'm going to shove this in their face because just an hour ago, I was talking with a customer who said to me, Rob, I just have the hardest time selling them something they don't need. And, and I'm going, you're not selling them. You're not forcing them, but they need, but, but, but the, 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 in this case, the technician or the business owner needs to understand just what you said. They don't know that there's new technology for safety and security of their home if you don't talk about it. Well, you know, um, I think that's I think your your client is a very wise person because he's right. You can never sell anything to people that you don't believe in. And number two, <clears throat> yeah, it's your job to literally tell people why they need it. Uh, so if the customer's saying, uh, "Why are you trying to sell me something I don't need?" <clears throat> the customer's right. Yeah, you haven't told me why I need it. And so that's why we need a real person as opposed to AI. So AI can't come up with that. I mean, you could probably come up with the words, hey, go, go to ChatGP and, and put in there and say, why do I need a camera in my garage door opener? <clears throat> and see what it says. It'd probably give you an answer that's pretty good. What's the benefit of having a camera in a garage door opener? And it probably would tell you what it is. So basically guys, it's your job <clears throat> to be a real person to communicate and care about people enough to tell them why would why would it matter if we did the weather stripping under the, on the bottom of the door? Well, because it's going to bring you got a brand new car and we're going to have this this snow and ice and dust coming into the garage. We should be containing the garage so it's a dust free environment, uh, so we don't have uh, can, your, your car get dirty and things like that. Or you got you're breathing the stuff. It's like one step away from every time you open that garage door. You're bringing in that stuff into your home and you're breathing it. So it is unhealthy to not have that weather stripping on the thing. It's a health item, that weather stripping on the bottom of the door. It's not just there to make it warmer and cooler. It's there to make sure that uh, we don't bring in dust and contaminants and water. And it could, it could sub of this one. There's no weather stripping. Water comes on the bottom of that, bottom of that door. And somebody, somebody just had their knee replaced and they slip on that water and fall on the concrete floor. And now they hurt their knee. That's something that could have prevented. It could have been a safety item. <clears throat> because of that weather stripping on a door. So you have to connect the dots as yeah. to what's the reason for all this stuff. Uh, why would I say replace that cable? Because it's fraying. Look at the stuff falling. You can see the cables falling apart. Look at the hinges are stripped. The, 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 the stuff on it stripped out. We need to get better, a bigger bolt in there. That's going to, bigger lag bolt that's going to put those hinges back in there. That's going to make it work. Because that doesn't work out. This thing's going to fall. And it's going to hurt somebody. I mean, beyond the, but on, beyond the opener, if that, if that hinge breaks apart, somebody's under that door, it could cause a tragedy in your home. Make sense? So it's your job as professionals to say a garage door can be something that gives us security and comfort for our family, but it's also something that could kill people if we, did, if we didn't have it done the right way. Does that make sense, sir, Rob? Oh, yeah. And so if we jump back to the... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. That's, that's, that's basically it. It's, our, it's your job to inform people of those problems and what the outcome, what the outcome of, keeping, of keeping it like it is I would say this to people, and maybe this will help your client of client you're talking about there. Tell them that <clears throat> the garage door only fractures and come apart comes apart on the day I'm not here. It never happens when I'm here, right? If it, if it happened when I was here, we could fix it. We'd make it nice and easy for you. But it yeah. only breaks on the day when I leave, 
<clears throat> a couple months later, I'd get this thing fixed and put the opener in, but then the torsion spring wasn't fixed, and now the opener breaks down again. And that only happens on the day I'm not here. So <clears throat> I can only give you solutions for the day I'm here. And so the idea is to not just fix problems. Now, I say this way, world-class customer service defined, write this down, everybody, get your pen and paper, means to anticipate what people need and provide it before they ask you for it. And just, if you don't believe me, just ask your wife. Valentine's Day comes up. Yeah, go ahead and try and buy a Valentine's Day gift on Valentine's Day. Listen, you should have waited way before Valentine's Day. And before she needed a gift, you should have bought one for her. Does that make sense? But what? Your mom's birthday? Oh, you didn't think to take her out to dinner? Now she wants to go to dinner. Oh, let's try and find a place to go on Saturday night when my mom's. We can't. They're all booked up. Why? Because we should have anticipated my mom's birthday and booked a place where we could go to anticipate what she needs and then think about her before. So to me, the highest form of respect is to think about what people are going to need before they do. Like you think for your client because they're not thinking about the impact of a bad torsion spring. They're not thinking about <clears throat> having to reprogram that new car they're going to buy and having to reprogram the door opener into it. They're just you got to think about that stuff. And those are solutions that can be sold today. Tomorrow's solutions can be sold today <clears throat> because today is the only day you have to interact with them. Not that you're not gonna, there's no guarantee you'll be back here in the future. That's why your guy should offer these future solutions because he has zero idea <clears throat> whether he will ever be called back to this house again. So if you want to leave his mark, today's the day you got to leave it, not in the future, because you can't count on coming back. I'll come back and fix that stuff in the future. Says who? You're guaranteed. You're guaranteed that you got a you got a beeline to this place. You got a camera in the place. How are you supposed to know that? You only yeah. are going to be invited back if the customer does invite you back. So that's why going back to that making a friend is important. Fellow. But you do want to be the person who is considered a friend enough to be brought back here. Makes sense. But uh, the sure. reason why you should offer tomorrow's service today. Because people are going to need it, but you're going to wait for it. So you get, is this the kind of person? Uh, this is my, I would say this one last sample, and I'll just shut up about this. Uh, if, we, if, we had, if you had a flat tire on your car, would you say that the other tires that are still inflated, like let's say you got 75,000 miles on your tires and they're half bald. Would you say it's a ripoff if you're selling people new tires? Like one tire went flat, and you got three tires that are still inflated. Why are we replacing the other three tires when this only has one flat tire. So what's the reason why we would replace the other three tires? Because they're bald and they're old. The same thing is the reason why we would replace all the hardware and hinges and rollers on a garage door because they're probably 40 years old or whatever. 30, I mean, garage door stuff lasts forever, this stuff. And it's like 30 years old, 25 years old, 40 years yeah. old. You're gonna. What are you gonna do? Wait for it to. It only. It only. It only seizes. The roller only seizes the day I'm not here. The hinges only fall apart the day I'm not here. The cable only snaps the day I'm not here. Make sense? Uh, so you Thanks, should be saying, uh, why are we not just offering the things that are gonna go bad as opposed to waiting for them to go bad? Because that's bad service. Is to make people call people five different times to fix the garage door. They could have got it all fixed in one trip. Make sense? Nailed it. Nailed it. I want to just jump back to the weather stripping thing for a minute because mm -hmm. um, some of us, not Joe, because Joe's in Southern California, but some of us live in winter climates here in the next two months, we're going to see frozen water. And, and, and where I live, it snows and melts a little bit. And then January, it's going to freeze and last the snow will last till March. Um, I'm in Salt Lake, by the way. 
So mm-hmm. when you're weather stripping, when, when, a, when a customer's weather stripping is bad and that water is going to come in under the door and then freeze, now we have a safety hazard. And Joe totally. mentioned, Joe mentioned, you know, dust and debris and, and things that will come in for health concerns. Uh, yesterday, Tommy mentioned this is the greatest, uh, the biggest access for rodents and bugs to come in. So now this week, guys, that are you're, when you're going to go out and visit a, a customer, maybe it's just a tune-up or some maintenance thing, or maybe it's just a spring. But now you're going to be able to offer something like, like Joe says, you're going to resolve tomorrow's concern today while you're there. And that's just a quick and easy lever that you can pull. If you live in the, the, a winter climate, people will need to know that winter's coming and, and what, can that, what can that mean to your garage door? That's that's awesome. Thanks, Joe. Well, Thanks on top sure. of that, you got let's say oil from the car leaks on the floor. Water on top of the oil is just going to make it extremely slippery, and that's a hazard that could cause an injury. Right? Uh, could cause could cause a devastating injury. Actually, if somebody really slips on oil, let's say you had a knee replacement or somebody who's got uh, you know special needs or something like that, and they're trying to get out of a wheelchair and go to that. I mean, these are things you got to start connecting. That's why the connection with your client is something that's relevant to this, right, Joe? I mean. You got the handicap access vehicle, and here you are trying to get from that wheelchair with this oil on the floor. And I can't see how we can't do this weather stripping. I'm not going to leave here until we get this done. You just tell people we got to do that because it's unsafe for you and your you and your your health and your safety. I can't see that being done like that. So you got to connect the dots as to why it's important, not just in general, but specifically to that person and what special need do they have. You got your young kids here on the floor. I hate to see the kids with the with the water coming in here. They slip on the floor and they hurt themselves and then they can't go to school and then you're taking off work. I just don't want to see that happen. That's the kind of thing they got to explain is the problem. So there's a there's an actual problem and there's a people problem. The technical problem is water coming into your garage and ice coming into your garage. The people problem is your kids slipping and hurting themselves and then taking off school because you have to take them to the doctor and then you can't, you have to take off work. That's the people problem. You have to connect. So you have to be good at connecting all that together because the client's not thinking about it. They just think it's a wet floor and yeah. we should take our, take our chances. <laughs> so, right. That's true. But you, you have to show more concern than they would because you are a professional. You've seen things happen. Make sense? Makes makes perfect sense. And Joe has hit so many amazing points today, just gold nuggets. I could probably spend another hour just kind of talking about things that the aha moments that I've had here in the last 45 minutes. Um, and connecting the dots is a big one because the customer is not going to connect the dots. And because we as technicians of, of whatever our business, we we understand this stuff in, in a much bigger sense. And so we fail to connect the dots for them. And, and this is where we can make sales a lot easier when we when we realize we need to help them connect the dots. And so you break it down into steps that they can process. That's awesome. Well, guys, and I know Joe needs to go. He's got other things to do. So I want to just thank you again, Joe. Thanks thanks one more time uh, for coming on here and sharing this. And I, I know that the garage door industry is going to be able to benefit from listening to what you have to say. And I'm hoping some guys will will check out Service MVP. I want one more time, Joe. Just go ahead and put that text number up. These guys can sure. The, well, two, there's two things. Uh, you know, <clears throat> the lessons, the basic training lessons, are free. You can play those yeah. lessons for your team. You go to, go to Service MVP, <clears throat> get the free course, and it's it's there. So you can yeah. get into the app. You can watch some videos and learn how to make money and do better service for free. We don't even charge you for that. 
<clears throat> and then, you know, this garage door uh, template, it's uh, 626-325-0860. That's uh, 625-325. Uh, I'm sorry, 626-325-0860. Now I'll get you that garage door template we have. And uh, right on. Yeah, service MVP. And by the way, if you go to service, I'll probably just say go to service MVP because that template will be in service MVP for you if you go there. There we go. Cool. Sense. Cool. It does make sense. Makes perfect sense. I hope uh, I hope that our listeners are going to take advantage of that. So, hey, thanks everybody for 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 listening today. Please uh, follow along. We have lots of great. We have a great lineup. Um, Joe, I think you're going to be in Florida in ten days. Yeah, I'll be down there at the uh, Home Service Freedom event down in Orlando, in Orlando with Tommy, and uh, so we're sponsoring that event. So we're proud sponsors. Uh, anything Tommy Mello's involved with, uh, we've always found it to be. Uh, Tommy's heart to be so big that he can fit everybody in it. So uh, he's trying to fit us in there in his heart too. Awesome. So we're, we we fit our heart into what he does too. We just figure he's uh, he's got the pure motive. Somebody embodies pure motives. Uh, Tommy Mello certainly does that, and so do you, Rob. You're definitely here to help people, and you're not you're not here. This isn't a money maker. This is just something for info info giver, and that's something that uh, you, in, in the heart we all I think all of us who are quote unquote experts. Uh, really just want to help other people. That's really in our heart. Makes sense. True. Makes great sense. I will see you <clears throat> down there with uh, my team and I will be down there and uh, look forward to, to meeting you in, in person again. And, and guys, if you're listening, if you own a garage door company or managing, directing a garage door company, please join the G door heroes group in, in Facebook. It's a mastermind group that we put together uh, where you can mastermind with other owners, uh, share your own concerns and, and get helps. And we provide a lot of help like this. This will be live in the uh, in the G Door Heroes group there, and you can you can get access to this information first. So, all right, we're gonna bounce and let let everybody go. Um, thanks again, Joe, for sharing and imparting uh, your wisdom with us all. Have a great. Thank weekend, you so much, everybody. Rob. I appreciate the invitation. Everybody have a great one. Right on. Okay.